Welcome to episode 12 of season six of the Simplify and Multiply show. And I want to invite you to go check out the show notes page of this episode. Just go to simplifymultiply.com and click on 612 or the latest episode. And there's a picture on here that I kind of use in context of when I'm talking about an environment that lifts your attitude. And it's a picture of me from 2011 on Holmes Beach. And I've got a big old smile and a little sunburn. And it's just a it's a wonderful picture that I love. It's one of my favorites because it shows the energy so well of how I was feeling when I was there. And so go check that out on the show notes page. All right. And let's go ahead and get started with the episode. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. Hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. So I want to ask you, what environment lifts your attitude? So the picture of me on the show notes page of this episode is from 2011. And I love the energy of it because of what state I was in when it was shot on Holmes Beach. And, you know, I love Florida, right? I, I've lived here for 30 years and and I can't think of any other place I'd rather live. I just, I'm a Florida girl. I can't help it. <laughs> and in this picture, the sun had given me a good kiss that day and I was super relaxed and enjoying my stay at the beach. And, you know, since 1995, when I first honeymooned there with Chuck, Holmes Beach has always been the wellspring of inspiration, confidence, creativity, as well as created memories of those I've loved and lost. And, you know, I keep returning year after year like a magnet, just knowing how those stays nourish my spirit and my body. Now, I chose this photo for the show notes page because it reminds me of how my entire outlook changes when I'm in the right environment. Now, think about it. Is that true for you? When you think of how a place can elevate your outlook and mental state, what are the characteristics of that particular place? Is it while you're on vacation? Is it when you have a peaceful moment to yourself like at home? Is it when you are out for a long walk in nature? Now, here's my question. How can you create that ideal state in the absence of that condition? This is what is referred to as unconditional, where we don't use a condition to generate a feeling, good or bad. Now, this unconditional state is possible for us at any time because it's always our choice to feel good or bad, but our unconscious and habitual tendency is to use the environment or the condition to justify the good or bad feeling. Bam. How's that for a revelation? I do a drop mic. I'd drop my mic if it wasn't in a stand right now. Mic drop. <laughs> Listen, it's something to think about, right? And an important distinction that's incredibly empowering. Your perspective, mindset, attitude, or story about what you're experiencing is completely transformable 
when you become aware of it and have the desire to have a better experience regardless of the condition. Now, given that this season is themed How Beliefs Shape Your Business, and that I've had amazing guests who have brought new light to the concept of mindset and beliefs, I wanted to share two areas where I had beliefs that sustained an elusive, unproductive mindset that really held me back from what could have been a much more profitable, successful business. Now, it's good things I've <laughs> it's a good thing I've since figured it out, but you know, I still have areas I'm working on, but I'm here to help you figure yours out too. Now, I dug deep to examine why I succeed where I succeed and why I fail where I fail. Now, I'm going to share two examples of what I've learned as well as provide some writing prompts to get you thinking differently about your beliefs and mindset. So after you listen to this, get out your journal, go back and listen again and do these writing prompts. Plus they're on the show notes page so you can get them there too. The biggest thing I've learned having my own solopreneur business is that it's not your skills, your work ethic, or the products or services that make for success per se. Rather, it's the stories and thoughts we believe that live between our ears. Now, don't get me wrong, those three things are important, but if your thinking is out of alignment, the amount of energy and work you're going to have to put forward to succeed is going to be 10 times what it would be if your thinking was better aligned. Now, what do I mean by better aligned? I'll explain by sharing two mindsets that, by the way, are commonly shared by other solopreneurs and how I learned to reframe them so I could be more productive and make my business more successful by helping more people. Now, a quick note first, every one of us, you, me, other solopreneurs, has a unique set of natural talents, skills, and interests that we're born with. Over the course of our lives, we adopt thought patterns and beliefs, which are just thoughts we keep thinking and reinforce with evidence, that cultivate a mindset over time based on external conditions. This is why I was talking about conditions, right? So these default responses are driven by the way our brains work to keep us alive as human beings, right? It's our survival mechanism. So keeping this general context in mind, the unconscious way you are and how you behave is not necessarily your fault. <laughs> okay, so you're kind of off the hook, right? but the result of a survival mechanism that exists in your brain's limbic system, right? So this is all the tiger in the bushes thing, right? You've heard me talk about this time and again. Now, the trick, however, is to discover, then replace those unconscious, unproductive thoughts with conscious, intentional thoughts that create the outcomes you want. These are ones you make up that you replace with, right? Because that programming, that conditioning that you grew up with, that'll always be there. What your job is as an adult and as a solopreneur is to replace them with beliefs and thoughts and stories that actually help move you forward and get good outcomes. So what you may not realize is that when you take full responsibility for your mindset and the beliefs that direct it with deliberate intention, positive focus and self-directed power, you can then adopt a more powerful mindset that sets you free. Now, by the way, contrary to online marketing gurus who advertise all over social media, <laughs> not everything has to be about making a crap ton of money, domineering your market space, 
or being the leader at your thing. So relax and make it what you want it to be. Fair? All right. Here's my first story. I'll start with the biggest and most critical insight I discovered about myself. Working with a coach, I connected with a deep-seated mindset where I was consistently devaluing myself, my work, and my impact. I had no clue. Now, I don't want to make light of this pivotal moment or be flippant about it. I'm sharing this with you because I know I'm not alone. This was really huge for me and very different from like what some people would think, uh, you know, I'm not worthy or self-esteem issues. Very, very different. I was oblivious to this mindset and this is how it was showing up in my business. By the way, (laughs) as I go through this list, pay attention to any of these that resonate with you or (laughs) that you're that you have or are still experiencing. The first thing is I attracted difficult, cheap clients. I over-delivered on contracts. I did a lot of free consulting. You all know what that is. I charged low hourly rates. I placed myself in a market space that was way below my skill and experience level. I made everything that went wrong my fault. I struggled with sales and asking for business, and I spent months developing amazing programs and then totally froze when it came time to bring them to market. Unbelievable, right? And that showed up in my business, not only in my income, but it also showed up as stress, worry, fatigue, you name it. And I just thought this was what it was like to be in business for yourself, that you normally dealt with all this stuff, right? Well, fortunately, many of these outcomes are well in the past. I've been in business for myself 14 years now, so, but a few of them, however, still creep into my current reality, and I have to be incredibly vigilant and focused so they don't get in the way of my ability to perform, serve, and, you know, succeed in my business. Now, the cool thing about this discovery is that I realized how empowering awareness was, You know, before my awareness, I had no clue, like I was saying, why I continued to experience struggle and failure with certain business initiatives. I kept trying different tactical things because, you know, that's my world, right? I'm all about tactics. I'm making things. I'm designing stuff, writing copy, building websites, you name it. I was doing all these tactical things, hiring experts to help me, throwing money at solutions, hiring coaches, doing all these online courses and all all these programs and nothing seemed to shift the mediocre outcomes I was experiencing. I attributed the results to all sorts of tactical or outside of me reasons when in fact they were outcomes rooted in a belief system that had me devaluing self and others. (laughs) Wow. What a mind blow that was when my coach helped me see that. And I was like, all of a sudden everything made perfect sense. And it was a burden that was lifted You know, some people never achieve realizations like this about themselves. And even if they do, they don't know what to do about it. It's like, okay, I do this. Now what? Like, how do I change that? How do I fix that? You know, we're all fixers, right? Well, incredibly, what opened up for me once I had the aha moment was an entirely new perspective on who I was, how I showed up for people, and how I felt about the value I created through my work. And really just who I was, you know, who I was a stand for in my own life and for the people that I helped in my business and my friends and family and so on. 
So I started focusing on how much growth, income, and clarity my clients got out of working with me and how I still felt that I underdelivered when the opposite was true. I felt like a different person. I felt like I didn't even have to keep trying so hard. Like whatever I did, it just wasn't enough. That I had to keep working harder, doing more, giving more, and filling gaps that weren't even real. Now, mind you, this was all energetic and attitudinal, meaning it was all thoughts between my ears, but it created my entire reality. Here's another example of how it manifested quite recently. So as you know, or may not know, I've been working on Pappy Club for months and months. Now, I was operating with this quote-unquote thought that all of the content, and believe me, there's a lot of content I have planned for Pappy Club, had to be totally complete before I went live with it and started welcoming members, right? Well, a friend helped me have a huge breakthrough in my thinking about the quote-unquote appropriate time to launch Pappy Club and said, Terry, <laughs> focus on doing demos of Pappy Club. And I, ne- I never even thought about doing that. I was like, it had to be all perfect and everything. And it was just brilliant what he said, because that strategy is enabling me to share it with people and get valuable feedback, plus a few great testimonials. It's taken months off of my welcoming members into something that I'm very, very passionate about. This is another manifestation of a devaluing self mindset that was keeping me frozen and from stepping out and sharing my value with those looking for my exact solution. Now, here are a couple of writing prompts for you to kind of like bring this home for you. So I want you to assess your opinion about valuing self and others. Now, this may not be the case for you, but this is something I encounter with my clients and with other colleagues as well. Explore if you also share some of the thinking I've had that's resulted in the outcomes I've listed. Second writing prompt is write out your own testimonial. This is kind of fun. You can actually have a good time with this. So write about how you help and serve your clients and what an impact it has had on their lives and businesses. Be specific and don't let the judgment creep into your acknowledgement of your awesomeness. And then the last writing prompt is in what other areas may you have an undiscovered mindset or belief system that's causing repetitive struggle or failure? And the best way to start looking at that is like, what are some of the results you're getting that you're not happy with? So what is an area of your business that you may be trying to throw money or marketing tactics at to improve when what really may be causing the struggle is a flawed belief system? So there's some things you can think about and write about. Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. Are you getting the sense that there may be some long-held beliefs getting in the way of your business thriving? A solopreneur business can be challenging at times, to say the least. Everything from simplifying marketing to keeping your pipeline filled with a steady stream of great clients, there is a ton to do to run your business and be successful. The cause of these challenges may not necessarily be the economy, a missing marketing tactic or strategic action you're not taking, but a hidden belief that doesn't serve you or your business. The good news is you can uncover and change a belief that's sabotaging your business happiness, and I have the tools that'll help you. You'll find them inside my new home for solopreneurs, Pappy Club. I invite you to join for free right now. 
Get what you need to crush those limiting beliefs and define new beliefs that support business success and your overall happiness. Head over to pappyclub.com to sign up and start infusing your thinking with positive beliefs that support how awesome you are and all of the great things you've yet to accomplish in your business and life. That's P-A-P-P-Y-C-L-U-B.com to sign up now and I'll see you there. Now, my second story is about selling. (laughs) You know me and sales, right? Sales has always been a challenge and probably to some degree will always be a challenge for me. I got so much head trash (laughs) about sales. It's pretty funny. And I'm so oriented toward service that I get I just really get convoluted around what sales is and this is probably going to be a lifelong thing for me and it's it's a good thing because I think if I never went into business for myself I never would have been able to challenge this way of thinking that I kind of adopted without even knowing it so it's pretty cool I think Now this story is all about sales and if you love sales and selling comes naturally but dislike something else about your business Just replace the sales model in this example with what you think you dislike. So if, for example, if you hate marketing or you really struggle with marketing, just, you know, put that where I talk about sales, just say marketing or whatever, or bookkeeping or, you know, just getting stuff done, whatever it is. Okay. So if you've been a longtime listener of this show, as I mentioned, you know, you've heard me mention my aversion to sales many times, how it's been a struggle for me in my business pretty much since day one. Now, I take full responsibility for my struggle being in action around sales. However, I discovered the story I held about putting myself out there with my work, and it was a big aha moment. So get this, right? And and everybody's got a story where this starts in most cases. Now, when I was a kid, I heard a stern statement from my dad, who, when I was a kid, I was pretty scared of. (laughs) And he always used to say, children should be seen and not heard. And like every day I heard that because... (laughs) I was just a crazy kid, you know, and I'm sure it was partly because he had pretty much had it by the time I came along after my three siblings had chipped away at his paternal patience. (laughs) Plus, with my mother in a wheelchair and very ill for the first five years of my life until she passed away, three days after I turned six, my dad had a lot on his plate, working full time, taking care of her and raising us four kids. And one of them, little and with a lot of energy. Uh, Yeah, that would be me. (laughs) There was nine years between me and my next sister. So as a then six-year-old, I made the connection that, quote unquote, being a bother, also known as making a lot of noise, demanding attention like kids often do. You know, I was basically a normal kid with a lot of energy, right? But it stopped me from receiving love from my dad. I mean, that's the connection I made in my brain. So my six-year-old brain decided that if I stayed quiet and didn't bother him, he was happier and would love me. That's a six-year-old making that decision, right? (laughs) And I made that decision at six that I would live out for the rest of my life. And here's the kicker. Most of us are running around operating under decisions we made before we turned six, seven, or eight years old. That's pretty scary. (laughs) And, you know, we wonder why we struggle, fail, or achieve success only to crash and burn later. Yeah. It's mindsets and beliefs at work, for sure. And these are ones we definitely need to reframe. So to this day, I still resist reaching out to cold leads. I dance around the conversation of doing business together. That that goes back to the devaluing thing, right? 
I have read just about every book on selling. Heck, I even wrote one to realize over recent years what belief was at the root of my struggle. Now I have the key of awareness to unlock the reframe, right? So remember how I mentioned about awareness. That awareness is that I resist selling, aka bothering people, because of a six-year-old's decision and the sense of devaluing self. Now together, they made a Molotov cocktail for struggle and lackluster results in my business. But now things are different. Selling is so much easier for me, and it's natural, because I don't look at it as selling, bothering, or interrupting someone. I feel valued, I feel the value of my prospect, and my outreach is grounded in mutual discovery of how to help. I look at it as uncovering possibility. I look at it as a way to inspire possibility. And I look at it as a way to provide relief, even if it's measured in small doses, and you can too. So here are three writing prompts to help you with this particular story, if you have a similar issue going on in sales or any other area of your business. So the first one is, I want you to describe the feel-good parts of your selling and outreach tactics. And if that's something else like marketing or bookkeeping, just use that instead, okay? So what parts do you enjoy? What parts yield the greatest success? And, you know, that can be success in identifying bad fits early to success in closing a new client. So, for example, if you go through a consultation call with a client, prospect rather, and you just kind of either get a bad vibe or they don't have the budget or whatever, they feel like they're going to be difficult, they ask a lot of questions that you feel like they're hedging. And so I look at that as, you know, might not be a good fit. So being able to identify those early is going to save you a lot of aggravation. The second one is write out the things you believe to be true about your selling practices. Negative ones will sound judgy, like your mom or dad is saying them to you about your sales efforts. From not doing it enough to not doing it a certain way, etc. Now be as specific as possible and notice the nuances regarding your mindset around sales and putting yourself out there. And the third one is I want you to describe how you feel And what comes up when you think about prospecting, outreach, and having sales conversations? Write down all of the beliefs you have that may be behind each emotion. For example, you may feel smarmy or sleazy when thinking about selling to someone. What is the belief behind that feeling? Could it be you don't believe in your product? That you don't believe in your ability to deliver a quality solution? that you are charging too much for what you're selling? Explore what's there and write it out. When you're done, take each one and reframe the belief you have about it, such as, I have solved many problems for my clients before, and I know I can do it again even better. Do this for each one and review these reframed statements before doing any outreach so your mindset is more aligned with success. Well, there you go. Now, I trust that sharing my stories and how I've reframed my unproductive beliefs to support what I'm up to have been helpful. Remember, if you're ready to reframe the beliefs and mindsets keeping you from living the solopreneur joy you want to live, join Pappy Club. Yep, that's where it's all happening now. Inside Pappy Club, you'll get exactly what you need to figure it all out, and you'll get me to help you along the way. Pretty awesome, right? So get yourself into Pappy Club, and let's get you living the solopreneur lifestyle and income you want. 
Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.